Somerville anyway. We're completely broke, and our grandfather left us this creepy old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Your father wasn't much of a homemaker. He could hardly keep the power on. You're saying he left us nothing? Well, I wouldn't say nothing. You went with Station Wagon? It's the only one that had an engine. What is happening here? Somehow, a town with no fault lines is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. Egon came out here for a reason. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? Do you experience feelings of dread in your basement or attic? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? Oh my god. Welcome back, folks, to a brand new review episode of the show you love to listen to. Words from Blurs. I am JT, and on the other end of the uh, blurred spectrum is my co-host, Adu. How's it going, bud? Yo, what's up? What's up? I think we are here today to convene on the newest edition in the Ghostbusters franchise, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, uh, so it's it's coming on the heels of the uh, the previous entry into Ghostbusters, which was Ghostbusters uh, 2016. Or, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no. It, is that? I mean, like time, time wise, yes, but it is no. No, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Con- I know, I know, I know. It's not a sequel to that. I'm oh, just saying it's like the newest. You know what I mean? Ghostbusters, movie. right? Yeah, it's yeah, completely no. unrelated to Ghostbusters 2016. Um, also known as a uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call, I guess in some markets. I don't, I don't know if that was kind of confusing, but uh, yeah. So uh, with Ghostbusters Afterlife, um, it seems like they wanted to take a new direction with the Ghostbusters franchise. Uh, And, you know, while in the past it was kind of, you know, about these four uh, guys, you know, getting together, some of them being scientists and, you know, uh, busting ghosts, you know, just to, you know, create a job for themselves. Now they're focusing on, you know, kids and trying to make the movie kind of relatable to kids, like a Stranger Things slash, you know, uh it you know kind of thing like it's it doesn't take place in the 80s it's present day but it kind of has that you know spielberg movie et type vibe to it you know it's got I mean? that young that ya feel but yeah. not like the, the the cheap kind but like someone that actually has heart yeah so um what's what's your history with the ghostbusters franchise uh my history is very limited i mean i've seen all three um in, well four now i I was exposed to it probably when I was, I want to say, like a little kid, like a little, little. And it was probably one of the move, one of the first like supernatural movies that didn't scare me. Like I know it what it it was nowhere near supposed to scare me. Like, but as a kid, the visuals, things like that, that would normally scare me as a kid. But I actually was very invested. I quite enjoyed it as a kid. Um, you know, I think even to this days, uh, it's somewhat still in, influences my sense of humor in a way. Um, you know, I think it's one of the most, 
I think it's one of Bill Murray's most iconic roles and movies to date. And it's clear, clearly, uh, you know, he was even in the 2016 Ghostbusters, even though that was shit. And he was like, I don't know, a critique of Ghostbusters. He didn't believe that ghosts were real. So um, I quite like the franchise. Um, I think that the two was a bit of a, let, uh, a, not a I wouldn't say let down, but definitely a step down. And three was just totally not it for me and clearly most general audiences. What about you? So, oh, well, so I, I take, yeah, you weren't, so you weren't a fan of uh, Ghostbusters 2016, I take it. No, I, I think mostly because of Leslie Jones. Damn, really? Why? What is your beef with Lil? I feel like we, we've talked about this. Do you have beef with Leslie Jones? No, I just, just like Kevin Hart, I just think she's loud and people, and some people interpret that as, as funny. I don't. Damn. I think she's hilarious, man. She she gave uh-huh. me the biggest laughs on SNL when she was on there. But yeah, I think I think her laughs were the most forced on SNL. Dang, really? Wow, wow. Don't listen to him, Leslie Jones. I think and she hilarious. never remembered her lines. She always I, forgot her lines. Well, yeah, but you know that was part of the, the charm. You literally I'm have not. a tele like four or five teleprompters on S. Fuck it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, um, so yeah, my history with Ghostbusters is very different from yours. Actually, my first exposure to Ghostbusters, funnily enough, was uh, do you remember the extreme Ghostbusters cartoon on uh, Kids WB or Fox Kids or something? Yeah, yeah, that was that was my first exposure to Ghostbusters, and I loved that show as a kid. Um, I haven't actually gone back to it to see if it's aged well. I probably should one of these days. And also, you know, real Ghostbusters, you know, reruns coming on every now and then. I never actually watched the Ghostbusters movies until I was like, like 18 or 17, honestly. Cause like, I guess my dad didn't really, wasn't really into Ghostbusters. Cause you know, when you're a kid, you just watch whatever your parents are into. Right. Yeah, I guess he wasn't really into Ghostbusters like that. So I wound up not really being into Ghostbusters like that. So for the longest time, I, so many people talking about, oh man, the movie's great. The Ghostbusters movie, it's one of the funniest movies of all time. This, this, that, and the third. And I finally watched, I'm like, all right, you know, let's let's see this movie. That's, you know, hilarious. It, it spawned Extreme Ghostbusters, which I like. It spawned the real Ghostbusters cartoon, which I love. You know, all right, let's, let's get with it. And I watched the movie and I'm like, it's kind of mid to me, honestly. I don't know if it was just the hype, and I, I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people right now. I don't know if it was just because it was overhyped for me, but I watched it, and I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's all right. You know, it's not bad or anything. It's just, eh. Like, the laughs I'm getting from this movie, they're like chuckles. They're like, eh, oh, you know, that was kind of funny. Oh, that, that was kind of a funny line. Um, you know, Bill Murray is great in it as Peter Venkman. You know, Venkman's got a lot of funny lines, but overall, meh. I'm just, I'm not as, I'm not as big as a, as a Ghostbusters fan as a lot of people are. But, you know, that's, that's just me. Not to say anything bad about people that are. If you love it, you know, that's fine. But just for myself, I'm like, eh, to the whole franchise, to be honest. And I'm, and honestly, the movie itself, I'm kind of surprised that it spawns such a huge franchise like this. Cause like, it's not a dense movie, like, uh, like Star Wars, you know, or, you know, uh, lord of the rings or something like that it's very basic for the most it's just four schlubby guys 
who just happened to stumble upon this job where they can hunt ghosts, you know? Like, the real Ghostbusters, the cartoon, is really fucking good. Like, it's amazing. Like, they go with, they got, uh, like, a rogues gallery, like, actual, like, villains, you know what I mean? So, you know, I really like the cartoon. The movie itself, it's kind of, it's just, you know, kind of in. And, I'm, I, and again, I'm just shocked that it's gotten so, so many, like, these cartoons, comic books, action figures, toys, ecto-cooler juice, you know what I mean? Like, I'm and, and now Sony is trying to, you know, make this Ghostbusters universe thing to the point where they made a production company for it called Ghost Core, and it's like, all that came from this movie that, to me anyway, is kind of mid? I mean, all right, you know. I'm not even going to get into Ghostbusters 2. That was, you know, whatever. In 2016, awful. I, I even worse you know what i mean so yeah so yeah that's my history with the ghostbusters franchise awesome thanks thanks for shitting on, on i was everyone. not i didn't shit i didn't say it was bad it's just mid just, to me you just call them mid yeah yeah that's not necessarily bad you called the guy schlubby you said it's very no, that's part of the joke isn't that not part of the joke? Isn't that like, that's what's supposed to be funny. It's just because the, the whole point is like these four guys, you know, Dan Aykroyd, uh, 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 Ernie Hudson, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray and uh, Harold Ramis, right? They're just, you know, they're like four regular schlubby guys. They're not action heroes or anything like that who you normally cast in this kind of role where they're hunting ghosts. That's, that's part of the joke. It's a comedy movie. Like, you know, I don't say schlubby is like, to insult it i'm i'm saying that because you know that's that's the plot you know Mm. okay is that not part of the joke i I thought that was part of the joke (laughs) anyway let's talk about ghostbusters afterlife yeah let's talk about ghostbusters afterlife you know just from the way you said yeah that's i don't like this no, well, um, well, we'll we'll see, you know. Yep, all that right there. Everything about your tone. This is this this tells me this. Okay. Anyway, this movie is uh, is, oh God, this mm, this follows the daughter and grandchildren of um, a Peter uh, not Peter Spangler, Spangler Egon, from, Egon Spangler, Egon Spangler from the first two movies. Unfortunately, Harold Ramis died. I believe in 2013, so he wasn't able to, you know, participate in the 2016 uh, one-off and then this one, but, I mean, in a way he was, uh, but this follows his character's daughter who who feels abandoned by her father because at some point uh, uh, in the 90s or early 2000s, he just up and abandoned her and her mom to go live out in, you know, the middle of nowhere where you know he was hell-bent that there was something going on in the, in this middle of nowhere that something big was going to happen there and um the movie kind of takes place you know sometime after um you know he's no longer amongst the living yeah um i thought it was a really cool intro to the movie like because for people who are familiar with the franchise, they're like, oh, okay, it's it's Spangler. Because, you know, they don't show him 
necessarily. They show like glimpses of what's probably someone who's like a lookalike, you know, they never show them in the light or nothing. They, just, they make it clear enough that you know it's Egon Spengler. And that for people who are more than likely children, because at the end of the day, this is very much a movie that's targeted towards young kids. Um, which is I would say direction. I wouldn't say kids necessarily. I would say the it is. Family. It is well, both really, but definitely made with children. And I mean, look at the main characters. You know what I mean? They're they're the new Ghostbusters. Just the kids. So it's, I would definitely say this is this is made with fans of the old movies in mind, but also definitely mostly targeted towards kids. Um, I would say targeted towards the next generation of fans. Yeah. So kids. It's kids. Ah, no, it doesn't have to be kids. Well, who else could you possibly be talking about? What, teenagers? Teenagers. This movie is not targeted towards teenagers. It's targeted towards adults who love the old movies and children. Ain't no, this this is not for teenagers. I would disagree with you. This, 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 to me, even the humor in the movie was very much, not, not in a demeaning way, but it was very much like humor targeted towards kids especially when you compare it to the more adult humor of the older movies i mean humor has evolved i mean oh yeah no 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 one's getting head from a ghost in this movie no but uh, a couple is consummating while possessed so oh consummating uh, they 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 they, they've made out and then they quickly cut off they, they yeah, cut away. It, that, it, that's it, all it, that was in there. It's implied what happened, and even they mention it afterwards. Hey, kids ain't gonna know what that is. This is this is yeah, yeah. Movie. Kids aren't gonna know what that is. I wonder who would know what that is. The, hmm. adults, the adults that adults, like the old movies. maybe teenagers. Teenagers oh. ain't gonna watch this unless they already like Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters has already made like double what it was expected to. So I'm not. I'm. I'm not surprised. Ghostbusters and it, and it has a franchise. high audience score. That you know what that doesn't surprise me either. It really doesn't. Because I, yeah, yeah. I feel as though this movie, like you said, it it harkens back to to what the old fans love. But like I would say, I feel maybe as a little too much. That but is we'll, your opinion. We'll, 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 your I'll, opinion. I'll, I'll get into that later. But yeah, that, that is yeah. Um, I feel like it harkens to you know it establishes what happens what happened kind of lightly in the previous movies the previous first two and um and then it kind of pushes forward i think past that for like a current newer generation of ghostbusters because honestly ghostbusters even though you think it, it was a hot ip in the 80s 90s maybe super early 2000s the ip is not as hot as it was especially after the tanking of the 2016 version so it's not a super hot ip but with you know McKenna Grace as the lead, you know uh, Phoebe, and you got Finn Wolfhard that we all know from Stranger Things. You got Paul Rudd, Mr. World, uh, you know, uh, People's Sexiest Man of 2021. You got Bill Murray. We got fucking Sigourney Weaver, Carrie Coon, even somehow Bokeem Woodbines in this movie. You got a little bit of of different niches for everybody, different actors loved by different generations for everybody and i think this movie is allowing ghostbusters to have a fresh face uh a fresh story and even with the ending i feel leaves it ambiguous as to where the next 
sequel might go because I don't think you know the sequel to this or whatever the follow-up is is going to um be set in this same small town the first story huh okay this guy is just you're just the you're just the fucking worst you're just the worst a first story well Egon Spangler of course um dies in the beginning of the film so that leads spoiler to... alert woop, I mean woop, that's woop. the beginning but, of the movie but the actor is dead so I mean the actor actor so yeah but yeah right but yeah. uh so that leads to his uh, his daughter played by Carrie Coon uh, Callie and you know the grandkids of Phoebe who you mentioned earlier McKenna Grace who I think the the young actors in the movie did a really good job especially McKenna Grace's what 15, 13, 12, something, something like that. She, she was born in 2006, so she's got to be, yeah, 15, 14. She did a really good job. And when they filmed this, she was probably like 12 or 13 or something like that. And uh, for for uh, for a role that's like meant to call back to Egon Spangler, she's basically like a little girl version of Egon Spangler. And I think she really did a good job with that role. You know, yeah, it, and it very you know, much felt like Egon Spangler's grandkid. Right. And you know what's interesting? She I think she she played the character to kind of have uh, autism. Oh, that she was on the spectrum. Yeah, because she had said even in the movie that she doesn't display emotions like everyone else. But inside she has them. She just doesn't display them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, really? That's a a really nice touch to the character. Um, It kind of reminds me of um, the way they did Billy in Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like he's super smart. He clearly has emotions. He just doesn't know how to explain them physically. Express. And I think that that in, that informed the character's sense of uh, humor in that movie and McKenna Grace's in this movie. And she had a very excellent uh, dry wit in this movie. Yeah, and I mean honestly, even a few she has this like running gag in the movie uh, where she makes these like really lame jokes and puns and honestly a couple of them even got me i'm not gonna lie i, I chuckled at a couple of them yeah they're all dad jokes but hey you know yeah. that's it's it, it's her attempt to try and make friends and it's yeah. it's actually probably what a lot of kids on the spectrum go through is just trying to figure out what's normal and what you, you, you know which one them. really got me and it gets me every time i hear it what what do you call a fish with no eyes that one is just that that one is the one that one gets me every time man i'm sorry it's dumb as hell but every time i hear it i just i laugh man it's because it's so and then we got we got um podcast played by logan kim which is i guess the first friend she makes in this this new town her and her brother have moved to and he's basically you know what you would expect a kid named podcast to be like he holds around a microphone everywhere he goes, interviews everyone he talks to for his supernatural crime podcast. And uh, um, you know what, what I found interesting that it's kind of weird about this movie because they establish that uh, Phoebe, I guess, has trouble making friends, but like she becomes friends with podcasts pretty easily. So it, it, I don't know. It's like the movie is telling us one thing, but then it does something else. So I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. I, I mean, think I, because she actually attempted, because I think maybe where she was from, she just did not make the attempt. Mm, I think okay. just, just being in a new town, new start, maybe trying something different. Okay. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Logan Kim as podcast, I thought he was cool. You know, I, I I was kind of scared he might get annoying, but he never really got annoying. You know. Yeah, I, I I was afraid of that too. I thought he might give like a little too many obvious like jokes, but yeah, I I never he never did it too much to the point where I was like, okay, enough of this kid. Yeah, I'll, you and, know who I feel bad for though. Uh, who's that? Finn Wolfhard. He had so little to do in this. Oh movie. my god, nothing. All that, all he did the whole movie was drive. That's it. Oh, and also have a crush on uh, not Zendaya. Celeste. Who was it? Celeste O'Connor. <laughs> For a split second, I was like, that's not Zendaya, is it? And then I was like, oh, okay, no, it's not. But yeah, um, he had it was a nothing role. He was fine in the movie with what they gave him, but they just didn't give him much. He doesn't even really have a character arc. Nope. He he's just kind of surprised, and he immediately accepts that there's ghosts which i was like oh okay that was that was quick of you trevor which, by the way i feel like that's kind of an issue throughout this movie is a lot of people just going like oh okay to the existence of ghosts like well that's because this, the events of, of the first two movies were like national news and they actually happened well just- yeah but the kids don't know that when uh paul rudd mr gooberson uh shows them gruber. like is it gruber oh yeah gruberson yep. Shows them YouTube footage of uh, clips from the first movie. Uh, they're like, oh, that happened? Huh, that's weird. He was like, you guys didn't know? And they're like, well, it's from 20 years before we were born. Why would we know? Which, by the way, something like that, I feel like they would be teaching in, like, school, in, like, history books and textbooks and shit. You know what I mean? An actual, like, ghost attacked Manhattan. A giant fucking Stay puffed Marshmallow Man attacked Manhattan. That should be in textbooks. Like right, that should be something they teach in school. Yeah, that will, they that will know be- that. But apparently, it's not. Change history books. I don't know. This is this is weird to me. That I don't. I, yeah, it's but yeah, they know they didn't know, and then they're like, oh shit, ghosts exist. Wow, and then they have they almost have almost like an under reaction to it. So uh, I, I thought that was kind of weird for the movie to do. Oh, and speaking of Mr. Gruberson, he might be the worst teacher I've ever seen in my life. He was Honestly. a sub. He, he, was, he was a summer school teacher, bro. Look, man, still, all that nigga did was, was, was you, you know what? There's so many parents out here protesting. That wasn't even his full-time job. He was just doing that to like help him pay the bills. Still, man. He's like, a seismologist. Parents are teaching out here. summer school. Like, there's very little you have to do teaching summer school. You got to do something. Yeah, this he did. Is, this, this, this is playing Child's Play and Cujo in the, in the... Are they even old enough to watch it? I don't think so. I think it was a middle school, right? So they're probably I, not. Yeah, because they're... I mean, you can watch it with adult supervision, but, I mean, I guess he he didn't he care. He Nah, he was just trying to figure out... And, I mean, the whole reason his character was there is because he's a seismologist trying to figure out why are there all these earthquakes happening in this small town that's not on any fault lines? There's no fracking going on. And that's kind of, you know, the whole po- like plot of the story is figuring out why there are so many earthquakes happening. That's a part of the plot, should I say. In this small town, frequently. They're happening more and more frequently. And we're figuring out it's because there are ghosts trying to rise from whatever parallel universe dimension they're trying to come from in some hidden mountain or not hidden mountain some super huge mountain that no one goes to where a bunch of miners died which i thought was gonna 
factor back into the story, but it just never really did. Yeah, no, that was just a, a plot thread they let go. And I, I mean, I understand. I mean, that would have just been too many extra plot threads. But again, uh, no. it would have been better than what they did do, because it's not yeah. just any ghost with a plan to come back. It's specifically, once again, Gozer with a plan to come back. Yes, played by Olivia Wilde. Oh, way. that was Olivia Wilde. So it's like, oh, it's it's Gozer again. Oh, it's the gatekeeper and the keymaster again. Oh, they're like fighting them with like the, the proton packs and everything again. And it's like this uh this movie's starting to seem familiar, but we're not exactly at that point where it starts to feel familiar yet because up until that point, it still feels like a you know, pretty much a fresh, well, not totally fresh, but fresh for this franchise take on on uh, Ghostbusters. Because, you know, you basically, you have these kids discovering, like, the legacy of the Ghostbusters, similar to how the kids watching this movie would be discovering the legacy of the Ghostbusters, right? You, you got uh, uh, Finn Wolfhard finding the Ecto-1 in the, in the old barn, you know, fixing it up uh for no real reason he just i guess he's he likes to work with cars i do remember they established like a two second scene when they were driving there like he was working on a car and i guess that was supposed to establish oh this kid likes to work on cars okay sure um but yeah they find the proton packs when uh um phoebe you know finds a little fireman pole and slides down and oh this is egon's secret lab so this movie is very reverent if that's the right word or shows reverence to the first ghostbusters not so much the second one really it's really mostly reverenced for the first ghostbusters right like there's a lot of there's a lot of clear like easter eggs and references more than probably there needed to be to the first movie i mean even to the point where you remember that little little throwaway gag in the first movie where Venkman just hands Egon a crunch bar. Yes, I know. And Phoebe finds a crunch bar wrapper in one of Egon's old jumpsuits. So it's like, so did he just keep that same crunch bar for all these years? I think he was, it was just establishing that, it was just establishing ties to the originals. So I'm pretty sure that wasn't the exact same one in that first movie. He just probably had a thing for crunch bars. But it's definitely supposed to be like a reference to that. I mean, it, there was there's a, definitely a reference, but that's all it is. It's not saying that's the exact same thing. It's just a reference. I guess. I don't know. I feel like you're poking holes unnecessarily. You're, you're, you're trying just, to it say It was just too, too much. Many, I just hate too it. Too many references. It was. But, it was too many. I hate it when franchises like this do this because they do the same thing with all these like movies to the 80s or that were made in the 80s. When they make updated movies for today, they have too many references and too many characters. Move on. Make a new story with this franchise. And the thing about Listen. Ghostbusters is what kills me is that you have the real Ghostbusters where they had so they had Cthulhu in that motherfucker. They have so many avenues where they can take this franchise and the supernatural and hunting ghosts and like a ghost dimension. They got all types of shit they can do. But now nah, they always fighting Gozer. They're always fighting these damn uh, uh, ghost dogs and shit. Uh, are you a god? There is no whatever. There's only Zool. Again, again. It's like you're doing it again and again. And it's it like, can we do something new? Like totally new, please. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, come on. Just give me something new. 
I don't want to watch the first movie again. I can just watch the first movie to do that. Yes, that is your opinion. I mean, hey, I, for feeling that way. Hey, again, that's that's all you, buddy. I'm just saying that it it definitely brought back a sense of nostalgia. Just because this is this is something that you, I understand you see it happens in many franchises, but in order for this franchise to move further away from the past, it must reestablish and retell the story and retell this similar story beat. It has to though. I don't think it has to. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to. You're absolutely right. It doesn't have to. But it is. And for majority of audiences, it worked. It worked. (sighs) You are in the minority on this ado. I guess. Which is a shame. People like this that formula is what is what they knew would work. They tweaked it a little bit. They changed the cast. They figured out what didn't work. They figured out what from the past did work, and they included it in this movie. Moving forward, I'm sure there's no need to do that. But with this kind of re-entry into that exact same continuity, they had to do it again. They had to do some some certain story beats over again. Moving forward, I doubt that they will. I doubt they'll just push forward in their own fun direction. But for most people, this film was very serviceable and very fun. I enjoyed it thoroughly. You know what's funny to me? This exact conversation is reminding me of another conversation that was had about uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Like when you just said, well, they have to do this, but going forward, I'm sure they won't do that anymore. I remember the same exact thing being said about Star Wars The Force Awakens because Mm. an issue with The Force Awakens is that it was very much quote unquote a new movie that was still more or less a new hope told again. And guess what? And guess what? That film to this day still is the most profitable billion dollar of the Star Wars movies. I'm not surprised. Eat a penis. But here's the thing. Yeah, you're making money, but it's Star Wars. It's Ghostbusters. You're going to make money regardless. Even the bad Star Wars movies made money. And most of the Star Wars movies are bad, which is a whole other conversation. But yeah, it's just, you're going to make money either way. I'm just saying, if you're going to make money either way, at least do something new. And I mean actually new, not fake new. Because low key, this movie lied to me. I feel I feel lied to because you watch the trailer and you're like, oh, okay, they're they're taking this in a new direction. It's not even really kind of a comedy anymore, like the first movie, which is you know is fine if you ask me. Um, because the first move the the first two movies are very much a comedy. Even Ghostbusters 2016 is very much a comedy, but this one it's more like a kind of a a little bit of a drama, but it's, you know, it's still got some lighthearted comedy in there, but it's definitely leaning a little bit more to the drama side on it, which I thought, okay, that's cool. And it's that way for about 60 to 75% of the movie. And then right around the point where a a, a character says, who you gonna call? I'm like, okay. And from then on, the rest of the movie is just the first movie again. Do something else! Do something else! That's it! That's all we want! Do something else! 
Holy shit! And for the record, when that one character said, who are you going to call? Bro, I, I literally, I, I, you know what? I, I said, Ugh. like I grumbled in my seat. Because it was, you want to talk about force. That was force. The movie comes to a halt for that kid. Like the music drops down, it gets silent. And then that character says, who are you going to call? Like it didn't even make any, why would he say that in that moment? Like the characters are sitting in jail again, like the first movie. They're sitting in jail and they're like, don't we get a phone call? And he's like, who are you going to call? But why would you say that? There's no reason for you to say that. Um, one, there definitely is a reason. Not like that. Yeah, absolutely. No, no. Listen, again, you are just, you're just mad because there's a lot, there's nostalgia bait in this movie. Yes. And uh, again, you're never going to win that argument because nostalgia has been proven to win box office numbers every time. But you're going to get money anyway. You don't even have to do It doesn't. But it's, it's, listen, you and I both know, regardless of what money they're going to get, they want to know for certain that they're going to get money. They don't want to take a gamble. <sighs> Studios don't want to take a gamble until they already are sure people like the first movie. Then you can start to take risks. You know this as much as I do, yet you complain because what? It doesn't did make sense. Did that happen with the sequel trilogy? Or did they just continue to to nostalgia bait throughout the entire sequel trilogy uh for star wars yes uh they did that the whole the whole trilogy exactly so i don't but know why that's, you're but that is because they kept now. having issues with their directors and JJ, did they did they keep the same writers uh i i think i don't know I, because I directors don't, don't always write the movies at the end of the day who's writing the movie Ryan Johnson was writing that movie, but oh, yeah, Kathleen, but and, Kathleen Kennedy made last, him do Last Jedi while still feeling somewhat similar to episode uh, five, somewhat similar, was still the most different out of all of them. And what did people do? What did the fanboys do? Complain and whine and moan when Last Jedi was one of the best ones. I don't care what y'all say. Y'all can get mad at me. I don't Actually, is it's one of the... I mean, yeah, I think Last Jedi was great, but it's also like one of the lower rated ones and one. it made one of the lowest amounts of money. Because y'all just... Y'all hate good things and new uh, things. Give me the same thing again. I want just, just watch the movie again if you want the same thing again. Damn. How about you make the movie? How about you let the studio allow you to? <laughs> I will. And you know what? It'll be, I bet you it'll, it'll be good because I ain't going to do. Okay. No, what? no more Skywalkers. Okay. What, no more watch, Palpatines. Watch Lucasfilm okay? tell you you're uh, off the project. No C3PO. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Watch R2. Lucasfilm tell okay? you you're off the project, buddy. They said no they don't, they're going to tell you they don't want you there. Just like they no, told. No Chewbacca. <laughs> Just like they told the directors of Solo, we they thought it was too much comedy, too much new stuff that they didn't want. And guess what? They were they were off the movie. The movie's called Star Wars. It's it's been one war the whole fucking franchise. I'm sick of it. But we're we're getting off topic. It's not even the same '80s franchise. Supposed to be talking about Ghostbusters. But yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, there's similarities between the way these two franchises are going. You know. Sure. Sure. Anyway, um, do you have any final thoughts on this movie? 
Um, overall, honestly, it's it is a good movie. It's not a bad movie by any means. It's really not. It's not a bad movie. It's good. It's well acted. Um, everyone does a good job. Uh, I thought Carrie Coon was hilarious as the mother because she's like one of the worst mother on screen mothers I've ever seen, and it's just hilarious to me. Um, Paul Rudd was okay, although Mr. Gruberson is. He, that nigga does not need to be in a school. Like, you know what's funny? The funny thing about Mr. Gruberson, the whole movie is kind of his fault in a way because he releases the ghost, right? And he just doesn't tell anyone. Like, he knows ghosts exist and he just spends the whole movie not telling shit to nobody. Like, when they were in jail, he could have mentioned, hey, there's ghosts running around and I know because I accidentally released one. He didn't. He just didn't say shit the whole movie. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, you ain't gonna say nothing to nobody, okay? But uh, up until you know that specific point that I mentioned earlier, then it just becomes Ghostbusters one again, and oh, okay, they're fighting the same people again. Was there, was there any reason outside of toys for there to be tiny little Stay Puft Marshmallow Men in the Walmart? Do something else. Was there? Was there a single good reason? I'm uh, asking. Uh, Do you have a defense for that? Or how about the fact that Muncher is basically just the new Slimer? Like, y'all, y'all are not slick. Do something you can else. change the name and the look all you want. It's still basically Slimer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, man, it's the same movie again. Y'all just doing the same movie again. Do something else! You know what? That sequence with uh, the Ecto-1 and the gunner seat, I thought that was really cool. I thought that was very well done. And, um, I mean, people that love Ghostbusters, they're gonna, they've said it. They've loved, they love this. Um, the movie made them cry. And um, the movie also did something uh, at the end that I feel weird about. I don't know if you want to, do you want to bring it up now? I absolutely do not want to bring it up at all. Oh, you don't want to bring it up at all? No, that's kind of a big thing to just not mention. I feel uh, like mm, I'm okay I, I don't know. I, I I got some opinions on it, and it just because it just I don't know, man. It felt it felt mm, to me like when it actually happened, I was like, they're not actually gonna do what I think they're about to do, are they? And then they did it, and I was like, oh, I don't know how to feel about this. This feels kind of. Eh. Now I was curious to know how you felt about it. I mean, I'll tell you off, off call, but I would rather people see that than us to tell them about it. Yeah, all, all I'll say is it felt weird to me. It, it felt very much odd. And also the implications of what this may mean for like movies in the future, to me, eh, not, not liking what that might look like. But uh, yeah, man, overall, I would give this movie a three out of five. Um, it was almost three and a half because like I said, I actually, I, I liked this movie. It was, you know, it was fine and kids are going to love it. Ghostbusters fans are going to love it. But I had to knock it. I took away that half point because like I said, at a certain point, the movie just becomes Ghostbusters one again. Like they're fighting the same villains and everything. Do something else! Literally to the point where certain characters show up and it's basically just the end of the movie again. You know what I mean? Like, eh. Just, 
don't lie to me and say you're doing something new if you're not going to do something new. You know what I mean? But yeah. All right, go ahead, man. Okay. Um, I, like many people, enjoy this movie pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, yeah, eat a dick. Um, I feel like there's there's a great amount of nostalgia and callback that informs the story, not just for the sake of it being nostalgia and callback. Yeah, they're nostalgia like the Stay Puffs, Marshmallow Baby Men, you know, that, you know, could could have been there or not. They chose to clearly keep it there. But either way, I think that fans of this of this franchise will enjoy this movie. Um, I think the performance of Grace McKenna was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I can't wait to see what she does next. I can't wait to see um, her, uh, what her character Phoebe uh, evolves into moving forward. Um, I do agree with you. I think uh, Carrie Coon as the mom was hilarious. She clearly was a mom who just did not have her shit and her priorities together. And it was kind of hilarious to watch. Paul Rudd is, you know, for the most part, Paul Rudd in this movie. Um, he's a teacher who clearly has no interest. Well, he's a substitute teacher or a summer school teacher who clearly had no interest in being a summer school teacher outside of the paycheck. Um, but um, I think this movie had many callbacks to the very first movie. Um, I think um, I think it, it I think it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's fun. The 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 next generation of fans I think will enjoy it for this movie. I think at that generation of kids and adults who like Stranger Things will enjoy this movie because they're clearly we've got fucking excuse me. Clearly we've got Finn Wolfhart in this movie. So he's already bringing that audience with him to this movie. And then Paul Rudd's kind of, you know, bringing that Marvel audience, that adult comedy audience to this movie. So McKenna Grace and the guy who plays um, podcast, I think they're part of the newer, the new, new generation of fans. And I think this, it kind of has bits and pieces that um, stand out and attract a little bit of everybody. Um, overall, I give this movie, I want to say uh, either a three and a half, four. I can't quite decide, but I definitely would say go see it in the theater. I would say um, it's a good time for the whole family. And I look forward to seeing where the franchise goes, hopefully in like bolder, like new directions, especially with the ghosts. Or alternatively, instead of risking COVID. Okay. You could just watch the first half of Stranger Things and then stop in the middle and then just watch the ending to Ghostbusters 1. You save money and you probably won't get sick. Yep, yep. You Again, this man, did I give any alternatives to your to your reviews? <laughs> um, oh, um, also, I got to ask, how did you feel about them basically making Egon a deadbeat dad? That felt kind of fucked oh. up. Yeah, I I mean, I don't ever think that that's necess- that that's something that any character or person in real life needs to do for their job. But I mean, if he felt like, and this nigga wasn't even employed, he was just predicting the end of the world. It's not even <laughs> like at, it was, at it wasn't the same even a job. Time, 
at the same time, I guess he was he 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 claimed he was protecting his family. I mean, he he. he at the end of the day, call. the way the way he died is probably something he was protecting his daughter from. His his daughter, his whoever her mom was, is probably what he was protecting them from. So maybe he was thinking proactively ahead, but I think maybe he probably could have been a little more involved instead of completely disassociating himself from his partners and his family. Like, bro, send a birthday card, some money, something, shit, Yeah, instead of just stalking your daughter from a distance. But hey, whatever. Like, what, <laughs> what the hell is that? We're supposed to forgive Eka. Oh, he's, he's got, he got some pictures. So? He, was, he wasn't there? The hell? How'd he even get those pictures? And come to think of it, now that I think about it, remember, uh, I'm remembering something about uh, something else about this movie because there's a plot point where Egon like took all the proton packs. There's only like four, right? Yeah, so where the I extra think, ones come from? I mean, I think he was the main creator of the proton packs, so I'm guessing he toyed around and made more. But where did the other characters that I'm not mentioning for a specific reason get those proton packs? Uh, I again, he was one of the creators, so I'm pretty sure that Bill, uh, Dan Aykroyd's character still could have made, could made, could have made like some, could have had some on on deck if he wanted to make some. Mm, so. Okay, I guess they were they were both the primary scientists of the group. So, yeah. Um, did you did you did you think so? You you liked how like. The climax oh, happened. Yeah, I forgot to mention, uh, even though I'm not getting into spoilers at all, yeah. I will say that I I um, found the ending to be quite emotional. Um, I think for multiple reasons. Um, I, again, I enjoyed it. I think it was a great uh, homage. I'm not going to explain why. I think it was a, a great homo- uh, homage. And um, the way they went about it, it can be unsettling for some, but I think it definitely was for me. Yeah. Okay. I think in certain, in, in depending on the circumstance, it can be unsettling. But I think because the the director, the original director, uh, and the director Ivan the, Reitman. Yes, the Ivan Reitman and his son Jason Reitman, who knew. You know, they they had a connection to X, Y, and Z. And of course, Dan Aykroyd being like a huge producer on this, he having, you know, major connection to X, Y, Z. You know, I think that there's kind of like, okay, we we all feel that this is appropriate. We all feel that this is, you know, in honor and, and blah, 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 blah. So I I think if they're fine with it, they knew, you know, Again, they had the connection, and I'm sure they probably got somebody to sign off on it, somebody close to XYZ. Um, then I'm okay with that. I, I hope at least his like family is getting money off of it. I mean, if they are, then I guess that's oh, fine thanks too. for just saying, man. I didn't say what happened, I didn't say who. Yeah, no, you said I hope his family. That could be any his. No, yeah, good. Eh. I didn't say who. Well, who else, who else would we care about posthumously? Well, now you I see you. You said posthumously, so that was you. Anyway, fuck it. It was just it was a a homage to Harold Rumis, 
Ramis. And I'm not going to explain how or why or what it was, but it was a homage to him. And I think that's perfectly fine. I do think there's a way they could have done it that could have been a little less mm, to some people. Like maybe if they just avoided, like, mm, I don't want to explain how they did it, but I'm I'll, if they kept him somewhat obscured, you know what I mean? In a way, like, I'll, I'll get more specific, like off mic, but I think there was a way they could have done it that could have been like a little better. But, you know, that's just, you know, a personal uh, taste thing. But, yeah, you know, overall, we both mostly liked the movie. Um, he, Justin, here liked it a bit more than I did. But, you know, I'm not the biggest. He's he's also obviously a bigger Ghostbusters fan than myself. Yeah, and I, I would like to think because I'm a bigger fan that I'm more critical if it's a fuck-up. But uh, I also acknowledge that a do his opinion is is also valid because he's less attached to it than I am. It does make me want to rewatch the real Ghostbusters though. That was what a that is a really great cartoon, honestly. I've never seen it. All right. Um, Hold on. on. Wait a minute. You've been stunned like you this big Ghostbusters fanboy on this show. You ain't even seen the the real Ghostbusters. That's the end of the review folks. You That's know where to find Ghostbusters us thing on all that our even social. Exist. Oh my god! Words from Blurs on everything. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, uh, Amazon. You Podcast. lose your Ghostbusters fan card, man. That's crazy. Actually, actually no. I'm I sure. Don't. Let me see. Gotta be streaming somewhere. It's probably on anyway. That's it, folks. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, and follow me and a new on our social. You'll find them on unbelievable each place you're listening to us. All Hasn't right, seen the real Ghostbusters. Peace, ridiculous.